Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. I'm so excited for our next guest. This is really the the legend of the conservative movement in the state of Colorado, the Johnny Appleseed of so many conservative think tanks around the country. John Andrews, the founder of the Centennial Institute, founder of the Independence Institute, founder of the Western Conservative Summit, is with us. He's been a leading conservative voice for American renewal from his student days during the Vietnam War to his recent years of establishing the Centennial Institute in 2005. And now with several books on our heritage of faith, family, and freedom. John, thanks so much for being in the studio with us. Great to be back with you, Jeff. And uh, golly, the studio cam, uh, I don't see it here, but the the, uh, listeners should have an eye on you and your outstanding Western shirt today. I I come in all buttoned down and preppy, and here you got the ranch look going. uh, we've lost you to uh, to Kiowa County. I don't know if we'll ever get you back to the metro. Oh, my goodness. You know, it is like heaven. They say heaven doesn't exist, but you go out east here. Uh, you go to Elbert County. You go out to Kiowa. You go out to those beautiful areas, and they're just the salt of the earth. Best people. Uh, I, I really, we, we love living out there. We live on a little ranch. Uh, we got some goats and sheep and chickens and all that fun stuff for the kids to do. But uh, it, it's quite the county. John, you founded... The Western Conservative Summit, one of the largest annual gatherings of conservatives in the country, June 3rd and 4th this year. Where, where did that idea come from? Give us the history of the Western Conservative Summit. Oh, I'd love to. You know, uh, I, I was honored when Bill Armstrong asked me in late 2008 to come on over to Colorado Christian University, where he was then serving as president and really beginning to put CCU on the map nationally uh, for outstanding uh, academics and uh, unyielding fidelity to America's founding principles and biblical truth. Bill Armstrong said, come on over, John, and let's talk about creating a policy think tank to get the good ideas out uh, beyond the classroom from Colorado Christian University into the community, hopefully into the national uh, discussion. So early 2009, the Centennial Institute comes into being. And we were doing little uh, events every couple of weeks on campus, and we were recruiting policy research uh, analysts to, to talk about how to make Colorado a better place to live. And some of those issues you were talking about in your opening monologue, uh, are we going to be Pottersville or are we going to stick to Bedford Falls? And after the first year of Centennial Institute, uh, we, we really had not made much of an impact as yet, and Bill Armstrong and I were both kicking around and uh, discussing, thinking, brainstorming, praying, how do we, how do we get this uh, thing really more on the map? The Conservative Political Action Conference that's been held for many years, 40, 50 years now in the Washington area, every year around late February, early March, was in the news, uh, February 2010. And President Armstrong called me uh, into his office and asked if I'd been following some of those headlines, and of course I had been. And he said, what if we did our own version of a CPAC, a Conservative Political Action Conference, and put it out here in the real America? You know, Washington, D.C. has been called 10 square miles surrounded by reality. And I love the Heritage Foundation and all the great organizations that – plant their flag inside Washington, D.C. and try to make a difference, do succeed in making a difference there. And all, all, all uh, praise to CPAC for having done that. But 
I am instantly agreed with President Armstrong. It would be wonderful if Centennial Institute could invite conservatives from across the state and indeed uh, many states across the nation to gather in our beautiful Rocky Mountain West in the summertime and talk about how to restore uh, the, uh, the American greatness. Uh, we were really about making America great again before Donald Trump ever came up with that slogan, I'd have to say, Jeff. And, and so I, uh, I immediately said to President Armstrong, gosh, Bill, that sounds like a great idea. Let's have a national conservative conference right here in Colorado, give it a Western flavor, Western theme, and we can do that a year from this summer. This was winter of 2010. I'm talking in February. And I said, let's get, get the preparations rolling and give ourselves 15, 16 months. One of Bill Armstrong's favorite expressions was, oh, that wouldn't be any fun. And his definition of fun was if you just would put in enough 20-hour days and go out far enough on the limb and believe in your vision and your dream and back it up with thoughtful preparation, you could accomplish much more than you ever dreamed. So he said, what would be fun is to put on this Western Conservative Summit this summer. This is, now it's March 2010, and he's talking about something like 90 days for us to get a venue, recruit speakers, publicize the ticket offer, and fill a reasonably sized conference center with Western Conservative Summit attendees. So I took a deep breath. Bill Armstrong was the kind of leader, almost like a military commander, but an inspirational, visionary leader. He didn't say no to Bill. You, you clicked your heels, you saluted, and then I went back to my own office and I said, what have I got myself into? But we pulled it off. Uh, late June, early July, I forget the exact date of the summer of 2010, uh, just finding a, a facility that could host us on such short notice as you have, have learned as you move this seminar around to different venues, and I'm excited about being at the new Gaylord Rockies Resort this summer, but just finding a venue on 90 days notice is almost impossible. We went to the Marriott Hotel south of Park Meadows Mall uh, in Lone Tree, and sure enough, we, they were able to give us a weekend. And uh, in those days, we were, we were asking a lot of our conferees. We said, let's get started late afternoon Friday and run this thing until early afternoon Sunday and pack every moment of it with major speakers and workshops and, and breakouts and exhibitors and uh, that, that intangible fellowship and networking that is one of the terrific benefits about getting freedom-loving conservatives uh, together. And... So down to the Marriott in Lone Tree we go, uh, and I, I put out a press release saying, proudly announcing the first annual Western Conservative Summit. Well, the Denver Post political writer in those days was Lynn Bartles, who's still active, I think, with the blogging and, and uh, Twitter and various uh, channels of commentary here in Denver. But Lynn Bartles said, Andrews, uh, we can't call it the first annual Christian, uh, the Western Conservative Summit because you haven't proved that you'd be more than a flash in the pan. <laughs> Come back to me next year and you can claim that you've got the second annual if you pull it off. And she said, I'm not sure you can. Uh, and so... Uh, we got going, and one of the early bumps in the road was I described the Marriott Hotel south of Park Meadows as being in Lone Tree, and it's not actually within the city limits of Lone Tree. Uh, Bill Armstrong said, let's have a manifesto of some kind that everybody can sign, that they're really uh, re sort of reenacting the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Here's what we believe. I'm putting my John Hancock on it. So I drafted up some points and got a little parchment with some calligraphy, and we put it out when the conference got started for people to sign. But 
we all we hyped it again with a news release in advance, and we said conferees will be invited to sign the Lone Tree Declaration. Well, there were some Democrats and liberals and progressives on the Lone Tree City Council that did not like the idea of a conservative message emanating over the name of their little community. And they said, besides, you're not even in the city limits of Lone Tree. Uh, I got Lynn Bartles on my side because she called me to needle me about the having, our having stumbled right out of the starting gate. She said, you're not in Lone Tree. And I said, well, if I may quote the great Sarah Palin, this was just a year or two after Palin, the governor of Alaska, had been on the Republican ticket as vice presidential, presidential running mate with John McCain. I said, we're not in Lone Tree, but we can see Lone Tree from here. <laughs> just the way Palin said she could see Russia from her house. She didn't actually say it. I think that was Tina Fey who said it on Saturday Night Live. But when the truth becomes the legend, when the legend becomes the, the fact, print the, print the legend. Anyway, uh, we thought maybe 300 people with half of their ballroom uh, set up with a dining arrangement and the other half of it set up with conference-style chairs. Uh, and we would, we would do it that way. But as we came nearer and nearer the date and we weren't sure we would even get our 300, Bill Armstrong was a, not only a gifted political leader, but he's a born marketer and salesman. He said, John, we gotta start doing some free giveaways here. <laughs> and I said, is that entirely fair to the people who have already paid for their tickets? He said, John, we gotta paper that hall, fill that <laughs> hall. So uh, out goes the announcement that if you qualify this way, that way, this way, that way, you get a discount or you maybe even get a free seat. And before we knew it, the 300 that we had planned for space-wise to divide that ballroom in half with the big air wall, we were up to 700. So down comes the air wall and change the plan and figure out how to take a little break after a morning session and convert for luncheon and another break after the afternoon session and convert for, for dinner. Um, but gosh, it was fun. And after the success of the first year, we're entitled to call the 2011 edition the second annual. Uh, and we're in sight of a, a presidential election year where Barack Obama, the incumbent, would seek reelection and Republicans would be contending for the right to be the nominee to challenge him. I think it was 2011 that we got uh, your old buddy, Senator Rick, Rick Santorum of Pennsylvania, a great Christian conservative fighter, Jeff. And uh, I never forget, uh, we had moved downtown to the Marriott Hotel on California in 17th and uh, felt like we were able to accommodate more people. I was just publishing my book, Responsibility Reborn, Citizen's Guide to the Next American Century. I was gonna do a little promo of that. And we were very proud that uh, the first evening, Friday evening of the summit, our main speaker would be Senator Santorum. And I didn't know what a salty style uh, he, he had in a, in a friendly way, but uh, within 30 seconds of my introducing myself, he's sort of pushing at me figuratively just to, just to test me, needle me a little bit. He said, so Andrews, I hope you can make this worth my while. You know, I came all the way out here. What the heck of kind of an event have you got going here? I hope this doesn't turn out to be some kind of a dud where I've wasted a whole weekend traveling to Colorado. I, I find myself back on my heels. I'm thinking, uh, I once worked for the President of the United States in the Nixon White House. Uh, I needed to call back on some of those skills of dealing with the political muckety-muck. We've had a lot of fun over the years and so proud of what you've made of the summit as you're now coming up for the 13th, Lucky 13 edition this June. 
We're going to hear more stories from John Andrews, the founder of the Western Conservative Summit, when we come back. So stick through the commercials. We'll be back right after these messages. 